On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are going to preview Michigan State taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes, and we'll get our Big Ten picks in. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, December 4th, the year is 2020. It's a football Friday. I am your host, Will Hunter, and I am joined, as always, by my just looking forward to the basketball games this weekend co-host, Matt Sheehan. That's, now, that's not entirely true. Listen, I have zero faith <laughs> in what Michigan State football can do on Saturday against whoever's getting off the, the bus yeah. for the Ohio State Buckeyes. It doesn't matter who gets off the bus. I don't have a lot of faith, but no, I, I am looking forward to it. You know, like, we already got two good wins under our belt, and whatever happens from here on out, well, all gravy. All gravy. I'm in a good mood on this Friday. All gravy, baby. Let's get it popping. Fantastic. Uh, on today's show... We are going to talk about Michigan State taking on Ohio State. Uh, we'll talk a little about the point spread, which we have done, and, and really not much has changed there, so that'll be quick. Uh, we'll talk about what we're expecting from Ohio State, if there's any indications of anything going on there in terms of who might be out, what's going on with that. But mostly we're going to talk about this from a Michigan State angle, and we're going to talk about what MSU needs to do if they want to try and Hang with Ohio State for as long as humanly possible, and then we'll get into our Big Ten picks to close out the show. That's the plan. Miranda to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day, Matt. Every day, Will. Every single day, baby. Love it. Double Spartans, baby. Basketball and football at the same time. Oh, this, Busy is, weekend. this is just my heaven going on. Uh, also, yeah. spartansworld.substack.com. I've got mm-hmm. a Michigan State-Ohio State preview. If it's not up already, it will be up at some point Friday morning. I'm hoping to finish it after Matt and I get off this podcast, but may have to get pushed into the morning, so go check that out. I get into much more depth and detail about some things that Ohio State likes to do on both sides of the ball than we'll have time to do uh, on this podcast, so check that out as well, Matt. I like how you, I like how you say detail, detail. That sounds so like much more sophisticated. I love that the the soft e. Ooh, love it. Detail, detail. Nice. It's got a nice ring to it. Sorry. Anyway, football talk. Anyway, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, do you know that Ohio State has only kicked five field goals this entire year? By the way, are you serious? I hate yeah. Like, they, attempted they only or made, made two of them. Like, oh they're an absolute wagon on offense. They're like eighth in the country for most points per uh, play. And it's it's has nothing really to do with field goals whatsoever. They're just a complete wagon on offense. Um, we'll, we'll get into it later. I'm sure you want to go down a different road. But sorry, I was just scanning the Ohio State box score and my uh, razor-thin attention span broke. And I just had to belt that out uh, at the top of the show here. That's okay, Matt. That's um, what I do. That's what I bring to the table. Well, I want to start here. Okay. Somewhere a little different than normally, because we like to, you know, get into the nitty gritty sometimes, talk about matchups and players 
this, yeah. that, and the other. Which is really cool when you know what players are playing oh, on Saturday. You That's are... when it gets really informative, Will. But not the case today with uh, the Buckeyes having anywhere from 1 to 40 people positive for COVID uh, on their team. Who, Matt, who's to say? How much time have you spent on Ohio State message boards this week? Because I'm literally looking at one right now. See, I, zero because I know that like once I get started, I won't be able to stop. Like I, I just know that I would uh, spin myself dizzy trying to keep up with everything. So uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry, Will, but zero. It's good to see you carry the water, though. Thank you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a thing, a, a board post about unavailable players, and it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of people saying, um, I heard Hugh... Jass is out for the game. Mm, there it is. Nice. <laughs> I had to put a big pause in there. Good. <laughs> it's just like it's just all that. Like, yeah. well, there's no information here, clearly. Alright, uh, yes. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> just from that angle, this is weird. Right? Yes. I'm right. I don't I'm fully here's what I'm fully expecting. And I've heard some rumors about defensive backs being out, about someone on the line being you know, we've heard there's rumors everywhere about everything at all times. And frankly, Ohio State uh, rumors right now that are the most juicy are tangentially related to Ohio State. And it's Texas fans trying to figure out if Urban Meyer was staying yes. at a hotel in Austin. Yes. Yep, <laughs> correct. Um, but there are rumors, but we're not going to have any idea until they get off the bus. Like even if they even get on the bus, because Friday mm. testing is what shut down their game against Illinois, I will remind you. True. Um, that. Yeah. We're going to have like no idea until I guess maybe pregame warmups. We'll get some tweets or whatever. Like they're obviously playing it really close to the vest. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be out because that's something, you know, we heard when Graham Mertz got it. We, we've kind of heard when quarterbacks get it. Right. So I don't think someone of Justin Fields stature will pop up as a surprise miss. But uh, there's 21 other starters on this team on offense and defense, Matt. And we have no idea. What's going to be lining up for Michigan State this Saturday? And it's just like I, I'm fully expecting everyone. <laughs> like I don't think yeah. anyone on this team is going to be missed. And I don't know. I'm not going to accuse them of like hiding up, hiding sick tests. But like it's going to be if it was f- seven starters, Matt. Yeah. Then you got to think at least a handful of other players, backups, reserves have would had it too. And that's just too many players they wouldn't be able to play the game. So, like, maybe one or two actual important impact players have it. But other than that, I think it's probably going to be a pretty much full-strength Ohio State team. I I was going to say, like, tell me how lazy of a take this is, but it's one I I truly believe. Like, the only thing that really matters is, is number one for Ohio State getting off the bus. Like, is Justin Fields playing? Like, you know, you can miss a few guys in each position group, and there's still going to be a complete wagon on every other aspect of the field except maybe defensive secondary we might have some leeway there but yeah like this is you know i'm not going to say ohio state's a one player team but they do have one player who is definitely going to stir the drink and get all the other guys going to absolutely play their peak performance on offense and it's justin fields like i don't know their backup quarterback situation i i i I can't even fetch a name cj stroud perhaps i don't know i'm just spitballing here but yeah, it, it, I, to me, it just comes down to like, is Justin Fields on the field? Oh, okay, this is going to be normal Ohio State. I'm I'm sorry, that's such like a lazy and boring take. No, like, that's it, so sometimes I feel like the the lazy take is the correct take. And yeah, Justin Fields. I know I'm really I'm really going hot take artist here, but yeah, Justin Fields is going to be the most important player, and really the only player I'm going to be watching for, um, whether he plays or not. 
Yeah, I mean, Gunnar Hoke is the kid who transferred from Kentucky, who is oh, kind still of there. Just, wow, good for him. Yeah. Okay, nice. And then C.J. Stroud uh, is the other one. I don't. I honestly have no idea if he's the backup or what. C.J. Stroud. We'll find was, out Saturday. Maybe, probably yeah, not the number uh, number forty two player in the class of twenty twenty, the number two pro style quarterback, and probably going to be their quarterback next season. So I would imagine uh, him or. Jack Miller. It, it doesn't matter. Justin Fields is playing, and even if he's not, you, like that's the thesis. There's so right? many pros like, it just doesn't across matter. the board. Like Ohio yeah, State's going to be like, Ohio State. Like they're still going to try yeah. to absolutely. I, I don't swear there, but uh, bleep pump us to the moon <laughs> to uh, try to impress a CFP committee because they might not be getting that sixth game next week against the Michigan Wolverines. Like that, they, they yeah. need to flex. They need to flex on Saturday, and, and they're uh, coming yeah, off they a bye. Are no Strangers to doing so when, when they absolutely need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think it's any advantage at all for Michigan State? Like, Ohio State's kind of had a weird week, weird couple of weeks. <sighs> See, okay, like, I, I would say it could be an advantage, but then again, like, Michigan State was just the beneficiary of having a week off, and look yeah. what they did against Northwestern. But they like, didn't seem to work very well for Michigan COVID, State's though. favor. <laughs> they got a bye week, but they didn't have to deal with the COVID. That's true. No, right. that, that's that's a very good point. I guess I'm looking at it the wrong way. Um, could it be an advantage? Sure. Anytime you're missing players could be a, a, an advantage. But I guess the point I'm trying to make here is, like, any advantage that Michigan State gets through COVID and, like, depth is, like, a fractional percentage. <laughs> just because, listen, okay, if there was, like, 20 people gone for Iowa State, yeah, the game just wouldn't be played. Yeah. It's a number low enough where, like, okay, it's just a few players here. Guess what? Ohio State has more than a few players that can step in and just take over. Like, again, just like we talked about yesterday, the number two recruiting class, the number two recruiting class, number 14 recruiting class, the number five recruiting class, all in that order. Like, there's going to be some talent on this Ohio State mm. roster. Right? Once again... Hot take artist here, but yeah, Ohio State's still going to be in okay hands, even though Ryan Day in the sideline, too. Should we talk about how we're going to do this next uh, segment, Will? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we should pause. We should come back, and we should um, actually talk about, uh, I don't know, how Michigan State could maybe score some points, what Ohio State likes to do a little bit, some interesting stats that you and I each have. So we can do that here in just a second. First word from Coors Light. Ooh, they're going to take some mighty fine this weekend, baby. Going to need them. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Starting with the the, tri- the triple overtime win over the Detroit Titans tonight oh uh, and ending with the double overtime win against Western Michigan because we just <laughs> uh, jinxed it to oblivion in yesterday's show. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then, it's important to stop and hit reset. That's when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill. And you know what's not stressful, Matt? Go on. Playing a football team, like when your football team is playing a team and you're just like, yep, we can't beat them. <laughs> there's something. There's, there's some inner piece of that, isn't yes. there? Yes. Yes. I remember uh, in 2014 when Michigan State played Ohio State. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Michigan State just kind of played really well. And uh, the team they played tonight, Ohio, when it was Ohio State, like they just weren't going to beat them. Like they just, they had it. And I was at peace with that. There's something peaceful about just watching like yep that's right don't have to worry about it don't have to get mad because this isn't Rutgers doesn't matter see you know you, you see the vision yeah no, I, I, I 100% agree eat Arby's so this Ohio <laughs> State game while it is a uh you know a football game that you want to root for you want to get fired up for it's also I think a great chance to chill Matt 
Absolutely. And when you want to chill and watch some football and just admire some of the beautiful passes from Justin Fields and the speed mm-hmm. of Chris Olave and the power yeah. of Master Teague. Absolutely. And you just you crack open a cold, delicious Coors Light. That's what you do. It is mountain cold refreshment (laughs) (laughs) that is made to chill. Matt, Coors Light, it's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, quite literally, made to chill. And that's why it's the beer we choose when we need to unwind and when we're watching the Spartans play. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Or be sure to join us on Monday's show of Locked on Spartans, where we will be recapping an incredible upset win from your Michigan State Spartans and two easy blowout wins for the basketball team. Join us Monday on Locked on Spartans. Matt. MSU is so going one and two over those three games this weekend now that we've said it out loud. <laughs> they're going to win gonna football. football game, yeah, right? they're going to win football and lose the other two. 100%. Uh, okay. A couple things here really quick. Yeah. Ohio State. Number three in SP plus overall. Great. Have a really good offense. Yes. On the other side of the ball, well, eh, they're ninth in the country in yards per play on offense. What do you think they are on defense? 83rd. Did you look it up? No, but I did my three two one preview at uh, theonlycolors.com, oh. and um, they yeah, yards per pass play was like around like the eighty. Oh, so okay. Well, they're they're listed eighty fourth, but they're tied for seventy sixth. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, in total yards per play, uh, and then you said what, they're eighty third in pass, right? Uh, yeah, eighty seventh in pass. Eighty uh, seventh in pass, per and then per attempt, yep. yep. And then they are 34th on defense in yards per rush against at 3.5, which is exactly what Northwestern was prior to last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see the recipe being built. Okay. So um, you can throw the ball. You, you can have throw to throw the ball. the ball. You're going to have to throw the you ball. You have to throw right. the ball. And it won't just be because <laughs> it's 17 nothing. 30 seconds in. Well, no, sure. 21 nothing. They're not going to kick a field goal. Of course, yeah. Because it's 21 nothing halfway through the first quarter, and you got to just throw the ball to try and catch up. It's really the strategy map. They are loaded everywhere, and there's talent in the back end. New defensive coordinator, slightly new coverage schemes. It's not just single high, man up. They mix in some zone. They do some uh, two high. They run some quarters. They also do some man stuff. And when you're changing up coverages and trying new things and you've got young players that are replacing, I don't know, Jeff Akuda, mm-hmm. ring yeah, a bell. I've heard of him. Yeah. Heard of him. It's just, yeah. you know, just a handful of professional football players that left sure. that secondary. When you're doing that and you're installing a new-ish scheme, like a lot of things are structurally similar with this defense, uh, but they're doing a lot of different stuff on the back end. Mistakes happen. And that's kind of what's been going wrong with them. It's not like they're just getting beasted. Like, these guys will end up being fine. They're going to have a handful of pros come out of this group. Mm-hmm. But when you take your third or fourth defensive back from last year, and he's got to be your number one this year, you know, that like you take step back. You take steps back, and you lose Jeff Halfley, who is an incredible defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach at Boston College. You bring back Kerry Coombs, who... Uh, used to be an assistant at Ohio State. You know, there's been a, it, it hasn't been awful, but it hasn't been good. 
Like we saw what right. Indiana kind of did against them. Like of they course. were able to get some some plays down the field. Ty Freifogel's down there somewhere, baby. Just huck it up deep, and uh, <laughs> so, someone with the last name of Freifogel's going to come down with it. Yeah. Hopefully this week it's uh, Reed, or perhaps Naylor, or White if he's healthy. Yeah, so I think any sort of success you might be able to find against them involves trying to score a lot of points and throwing the ball deep a ton. And yeah. we've covered it a lot. Michigan State's pretty good at it. It helps spark the offense against Northwestern. Completed a deep 75-yard touchdown and then just kind of went away from it. Um, not that they weren't calling plays, but they just didn't end up throwing them. And, and frankly, I don't know. At some point, you should, should like when you get on the phone with Rocky after your third straight three and out, just be like, hey, first play next series, just play action deep shot, just throw it. Fuck it. Just, just friggin' throw it. I don't care. <laughs> just as long as it's not a double coverage with a safety over the top. Just throw the damn ball fifty yards downfield. Like, do you know what, sometimes like, you gotta force the force the issue, and this seems like a week to perhaps do that because it's like the only weak spot of this Ohio State team. I was just gonna say, I would just absolutely be jazzed by seeing a thousand arm punts on third down. Sure, on, on Saturday, like every third, third and eight down. Or, or longer, third and five or longer, sling it, baby, sling. The Rock. Am I allowed to bring up my favorite stat? Uh, another one in between the Ohio State offensive line and the Michigan State defensive line. Well, am I allowed to do that? You can, and your son has something to say about it. Yes, he does. He is uh, trying to be the third co-host of the show. Uh, how dare him. So, my favorite stat that I found while researching this game is that Ohio State's stuff rate, which is the percentage of runs that get stopped at the line of scrimmage or behind, is 9.3% on offense. That is very good. So good that it's second best in the country. Okay, the flip side. Michigan State's defensive line. Their stuff rate is 27.4%. That is very good. Will, that is also for defensive linemen. Second in wow. the country. We got wow. the second in the country on offense. We got the second in the country on defense when it comes to jamming people at the line. Ohio State, it never happens to them. Michigan State, they always get it done. So that's going to be a fun battle to watch. If there's going to be any shred of hope in slowing down the Ohio State defense, it's just bottling up that run game. Just like they did in 2015, baby. Just like they did in 2015, baby. Now we could use a monsoon and some unholy weather, too, and a great kicker. But, um, yeah, that's beside the point. Let's get it done, guys. Let's get it done. Can but I no, give really, you a For the casual I... watcher, that'll be a fun battle to watch. It's just the offensive line against uh, the Michigan State defensive line. So yep. if, if you want to tune out and just watch casually, try your best shot at it, that's going to be a very fun battle to watch. Uh, can I give you another stat? Please do. I love stats. All right. Ohio State ranks t- tied for 22nd in the country in yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Michigan State defensively ranks 22nd in the country in Look yards per carry against. Look at this. Look at this. This is great. Some symmetry. Fantastic. I love this. Some poetry. I was going to say, the number 22 sticks out in my head because, okay, hear me out here. 100 minus 22, that's 78. And when I was looking this up, Ohio State is scoring in the red zone at just 78%, which, like, honestly isn't that high. But, like, I think that's more of a factor of them going for it a lot on fourth down. And also, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought this was too good to be true. Michigan State scoring 100% in the red zone so far this year? Is that right? Mm, I have that's no what idea. the stats told me i i maybe, found that very maybe, hard to believe and i was racking my brain thinking of well when didn't they score but 
it checks out. Like either touchdown or field goal. That is not touchdowns yeah. all the time, obviously. No, but it's yeah, not, obviously not touchdowns. Michigan State um, banging out on 100 percent percentage here in the red zone. Yeah, you want to look at touchdown percentage in the red zone because field goals are worthless in the red no, zone. No, uh, of course I, I know, but still, like, hey, points are points in the red zone. Like it's it's the second most important stat in the red zone besides just touchdowns. But yeah, Ohio State just 78 percent scoring either touchdowns or field goals in, in the red zone. So that. Get him in the fourth down and then stop him. Hey, how about that first strategy? Well, you like that? I I don't just like it. Mm-hmm. I freaking love it. Nice. Um, yeah, that's the other thing too. Is Ohio State's very good on third down, man. Like they're they're the third best offense in the country at third down, converting that at fifty four point four percentage. Um, that's that's pretty damn good. That's only behind Alabama and of course, well, as we all know, the Kent State Golden Flashes. Of course, um, of course, uh, everyone knows that. So yeah, yeah. it's hey, tough Kent to get State's the Buckeyes off the field. They just yeah. can't stop anybody. Um, right. So Ohio State fifth in the country in yards per play through the or yards per pass attempt. Michigan State number eighteen in yards per pass attempt that's defense. Pretty pretty good so strength it's really i mean the michigan state defense is good and if they hadn't if the special teams had any sort of a pulse michigan state could hold teams to under 20 points damn near every game yeah um they've they've really just given up a few drives and like drives happen man even against bad offenses like it happens to start the second half last week right yeah mistakes happen good there's good play called whatever like people put together teams put together drives and that's going to happen but this is a really good michigan state defense number 18 uh in pass play or yards per pass and 22 in yards per rush against that's pretty damn good there's only you know a handful of defenses that are up there with them in all these different categories and they're all among the top defenses in the country and that's what michigan state is a top 15 top 10 uh, defensive unit in the country and you know you're going to need them to be at an a plus if you want to hang at all and i guess i know that's sort of the recipe and it's kind of a similar recipe for michigan state that they've had all year but they've been underdogs pretty much all year uh make plays defensively try to get some turnovers hang in there you know slow them down as much as you can try to only let them score 31 points and hit three, four big plays in the pass game and, and see if you can get three touchdowns, see if you can get a fourth mm-hmm. touchdown and make it close late, and then who the hell knows what happens. If it's 31-24, 31-27 in the fourth quarter, I mean, we're all going to feel really great about that. Oh, sure, of course. Even if they don't pull it out, but, like, you're giving yourself a chance, even if you're within 10. Like Just hang just around. Down. Just hang yeah. around. Yeah, yeah just be there. Thir- 31-24 or something like that. 31-21 and you're you're not going to win but you're hanging around. That's that's pretty decent for I mean, hell, what even these like 35 to 7 uh for Indiana was considered hanging around for them. Like they still made that yeah. game. So, hopefully yeah. I need to issue a correction. Michigan State is 15th in yards per pass play against cuz Connecticut, Old Dominion and New Mexico State do not count. <laughs> Ah, I see. Got it. Okay. They are Noted. not playing. So, yeah, I, I mean, we're just obviously expecting it to not be a fun, enjoyable game uh, for your Michigan State Spartans, but we'll see who ends up playing for Ohio State. And if MSU can, I don't know, Justin Fields just kind of had a bad game and had a few bad moments. Maybe they can trick him into a couple picks or confuse him, get a sack, strip sack. Yeah. Get a couple turnovers, protect the ball, hit a few deep plays, and maybe you can end up in business and pushing a team that you probably shouldn't be pushing and you know you, you just go from there so fair enough fair enough right i yeah, feel like that's a pretty clear-eyed fair analysis of this yeah. game 
lot of numbers flying around too. Big t- big stat, yeah. big stat segment, baby. Nice. Big stats, but hey, you know, if you play bad, uh, it's going to be fifty six to three, and we're all going to want to move on real sure. quick. Absolutely. Speaking of moving on, we are going yeah. to do our Big Ten picks here in just a second. But first, a word from Built Go. Built Go. Built Go is the energy gel from the makers of Built Bar, and it is the solution to breaking through your wall. Matt, what's your wall? Fatherhood. Fatherhood. My wall is this wall literally right in front of me. I oh, need to. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I need to I'm hang up. Walls. <laughs> I need to hang up soundproof padding on it now that my office is almost completed. Uh, so that's my wall. And I'm going to take one of my built goes when I finish. I got to put things up on the wall. I got to clean this thing out. I got to do all sorts. I got to rearrange some things. I got to get my sure. desk finished up. Sure. I'm going to be taking Built Go to do that. Built Go is like a pre-workout energy drink and a protein pack all mixed into one. They are easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, and they're not like your typical energy gel mat. These things no, sir. are delicious. We've got three flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint, and they are all delicious, Matt. They bang. They go hard. Absolutely hard. Yeah, peanut butter, honey, put it on some, uh, I think, would you say Granny Smith apples? Granny Smith apples, that is a winning combination. You will absolutely have the best (laughs) workout of your life. It's long, sustained energy without the crash. You need to try it. Go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action? Well, listen to Locked On NFL every Friday as Your Boy Q, that's his name, Your Boy Q, legal name. You find his birth certificates as Your Boy Q. And Bo Brock are joined by a betting expert and analyst from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-packs of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's do some picking games of our own. (sighs) Yeah, we're due, Will. Uh, last week, we both somehow went two and three. And uh, the last two weeks, you are four and seven. I am five and six. So that means, oof, folks, we are due. We are either continue Woof. to fade us and make money or ride Woof. with us and just have blind faith that we'll finally hit gold here over these six games. Will, how does that sound? Woof. Yeah, same. Okay, so <laughs> let's start off with... The Nebraska Cornhuskers, the Cornhuskers of Nebraska, they husk corn, are one-and-a-half-point road underdogs at Purdue. God, I just, I'm, Purdue, I'm not trusting Nebraska anymore, and, you know, I haven't trusted them for a while, and and whatever I think about them, it just goes the opposite way. Sure. Like, they just fade my Nebraska pick, so I'm going Purdue. Uh, give me Nebraska just because I think uh, the quarterback knows that Mackenzie Milton is going to be transferring there any minute uh, now. Yes. He wants to have some last yes. second auditions to say, hey, no, 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 Buster, this is my job. This is my job. So, yeah, give me uh, Nebraska in a complete quarterback quarterbacking display. Uh, Iowa, 13.5 point road favorites traveling to Champaign, Illinois to face the fighting Lovey Smiths. Will, 13.5 is a big number. 13 and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe can you sit on this one? Yeah. Give me the 13 and a half. Okay. They, they, man, Illinois just is so, they're so weird. I know yeah, so we, they we focus a lot of, yeah. Of, yeah. 
Yeah, we focus a lot on Michigan State and how weird they are in their kind of a chaos team, but Illinois has been pretty chaosy them, themselves this year. Mm-hmm. They go to Lincoln and absolutely dominate sure. um, Nebraska and really, like, I don't know, ignite the seat under Scott Frost's butt. Um, but they also lost to Minnesota by, like, 30. Oh, yeah, sure did. <laughs> um, I, I, give me, good Illinois is going to show up. They got a week off. And it wasn't their COVID issues, so I'm doing the bye week thing where it's not going to be a negative impact on them. Give me Illinois to cover. Ah, shoot. You know, I kind of like that, too, just because, yeah, Illinois had the week off. And I was using the Michigan State uh, week off logic there, too, in that one. So I will be taking the Fighting Lovey Smiths. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, the Illini are the chaos team of the West. We're the chaos team of the East. I don't care where we stack up in standings. Like, we just have to meet at the end of the year to make this right. The chaos bowl, baby. That'll be fun. I do hope they they play. somewhere. I do hope they play Illinois. I mean, it'd be nice to play Nebraska and just beat them. Yeah, right. But I, I, I can't risk losing to Nebraska. I want to play no, Illinois. No, it's a whole thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers uh, without Michael Penix. Yeah. Uh, plus 14 and a half traveling to Madison to face the Badgers. Is the backup quarterback for Indiana good enough to uh, keep within 14 and a half points, Will? No. I know. That well, line okay, stinks. <laughs> that line absolutely stinks. It is. I Does know. I, I know. You, yeah. Look, like Penix is definitely good. It's not like he's he's not Justin Fields. Right. There, there's a sizable gap between him and his backup. But his backup is uh, I forget his name, but he's a four star, former four star recruit, transferred in from some school. Maybe you can pull that up. Um, oh, okay. But like, I don't know. Say it's seven points, which is a massive amount of points that they changed it. Indiana would still be a touchdown underdog going into Madison. Like, that should tell you kind of everything you need to know right there. Like, regardless, Wisconsin, according to Vegas, is a significantly better team than Indiana. Penix is not worth 10 points. Uh, it's Jack Tuttle, and he transferred from Utah. And honestly, I feel, like, nine, I, I, nine, I feel like 14 and a half is like a pretty good spread I, I i i don't know i don't feel like that's a smelly spread i i think that it's just going to be a wisconsin uh beat down going on uh saturday so i'm going to take the badgers as well so that means we have agreed on Illinois. what do you we mean it's not wisconsin. a smelly spread I, like if you ask me like what what, the, what would the spread be i would guess anywhere between like 13 and 15 points so i don't know it just it just seems right to me number 16 in the country is giving two touchdowns to number 12 in the country but I don't know if they'd that be stinks. Do you think? Well, okay, I, I, this might be our indifference. Do you think even with Penix that Indiana would be underdogs or would they be favorites if they went into Madison? Because I think... Are you insane? You think they... 14 points. You think Mike Penix is worth 14 and a half points? He's no, seven but I think, at I, most. No, He's probably I, worth four. I think they would have walked into Madison underdogs anyway with Ten Penix. 10-point dogs. Uh, no, probably, yeah, you know, I guess, yeah, that's what, I guess no, I am that's, that, like, Penix yeah. is worth eight points, yeah, I guess that's I am my, saying That's that, my right? point, yeah. my point is, Wisconsin is that much better than them in the eyes right. of Vegas, which is surprising, which should tell you something. I guess, okay, yeah. That's like, my I, logic, the, the that's, way I that's see, the like, logic. I, I, I think though. that Wisconsin is much better than Indiana, even with Penix, and uh, Vegas sees it as well. Anyway, Penn State. Now, this is a team that, of course, everyone uh, cannot wait to bet on. Uh, Penn State minus 11 and a half. At Rutgers, well, I gotta go Penn State, right? That okay? lines that lines also stinky. I know it's Rutgers, oh, but oh, Penn State's yeah. one and five. They're not very good. They should cover that. They should they should be able to cover against Rutgers. And Vidral got hurt. 
He did. Um, crap, I forgot about that, but I already uh, wrote down my pick for Rutgers on the sheet of paper, so I'm just going to keep uh, riding with the fighting Greg Schiano's here for uh, no good reason, because I like losing, apparently. All right, last but not least, Ohio State minus 23 and a half, coming to East Lansing, facing the all-green everything Spartans, Will. Uh, probably Ohio State. Well, eh, I don't know. If I knew Michigan State was going to play well, and they've done a good job getting up for big games, but they've also kind of gotten wrecked a few times. Sure. Uh, maybe you know what? I could just because Mel Tucker's Ohio State roots, like I could see them coming out and playing really well, and then losing by like twenty-one, keeping okay. it close, yeah. lose yeah. by seventeen. I'll take Michigan State, but very reluctantly. I think I'm taking a, Michigan State in the I, under. Did it last week? It's going to pay off for me again this week. So we're just going to go back to that. It went well, over MSU last week. and the under. Uh, well, the, the MSU portion of that, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's uh, that's why I'm going Spartans here. Fantastic. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for joining us all week long. We'll be back Monday to recap the weekend that was. Hopefully, it's uh, as fun as this last Monday's yeah. show we'll was. Or actually, that was a Monday show. Well, no, a Monday show was no, fun. No, it was Monday show. Yeah, sure it was. Yeah, Monday show was fun. I got confused because yeah. the Duke thing. Sure, of course. We, we got two fun shows this week. That means probably zero next week. Okay, okay, now come on. Come on, Will. They play Virginia next week, we'll see. All right, that's going to do it. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, take us home. All right, go green, guys. 3-0 podcast coming out Monday. Let's get it popping. Woo!